Listen, you fuckers, you screwheads. Here is a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the cunts, the dog, the filth, the shit. Here is someone who stood up. Do you think it's fun to have to take a pill or to snip something or to snort something or to shoot something in your arm to make yourself feel better? Marijuana, an unlawful substance used to experience artificial highs. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Pursuit of Happiness. I am your host, Josh Franson. Just before we begin the show here, too, I want to tell a little story, uh, a little something leading up to my guest that I have here today. Back on June 1st, I was invited to Calgary Horror Con uh, by Vishalu. She uh, gave me work there, too, that I can film and do pho- photography for her. Um, one of the things that we got to do was uh, do the VIP event. Um, at this event, there was going to be burlesque, which is what I was mainly there to, to videograph, to videotape and photograph. Sorry. Um, the other things, too, were there was stand-up comedy and there was going to be a band there. Um, the one thing I didn't know is that the band was going to be one hell of a band, and I have the lead singer here with me, Maria Jaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin? Yeah. Damn it, I knew I was going to butcher it. It's I'm sorry, good. dude. You could have said something before. It's all good. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's the front man for the dark wave electro pop uh, group, Strangers. What's up, dude? Yo, hi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I stumbled the hell through that. I mean, I was going to try to tell a story, but uh, fucking whatever. Whatever, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, you're down here for just a short little while, right? What do you, what do you uh, I'm down for the weekend to go into Calgary for uh, Terminus Festival. I don't know if you've heard of it, guys. No, what's Terminus? Uh, the people that uh, run Dickens, Chris and Amber, shout out, hey! Nice. They, uh, I love them. They're the ones that where we played that show, the VIP party. Yeah. Uh, I think this is its sixth year, maybe more. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Uh, it's like um, like a dark wave electro industrial EBM type festival. Oh, okay. And we played it two years in a row. Like we played it last year and the year before. That was like our first year uh, hearing about it going there and it's turned they're just like they're really cool people <laughs> that i met there so we're not i'm not playing this year uh but it's just weird if i didn't go you get to stand on the outside this time looking in yeah i kind of like that i don't have to like perform and worry about like my voice or anything yeah uh plus chris and amber are super cool and uh, they let me set up my art last year and they said like hey if you want you know like have a little booth there and like sell your art and some merch and shit so i'll be doing that too i'm slanging and hanging nice yeah yeah that'll be good I, to be honest i've never even heard of i mean music in general has just been a thing that's kind of been askewed for the past few years there's just been so much flooding the market that it's it's hard to really attach yourself to anything for more than a week and stuff right Preach. so it's yeah <laughs> all the soundcloud artists and all that stuff out there it's, it's really hard to to just find something that's of value anymore for music Every, yeah everybody's got it's it's, it's all crap. It's generally all I'm saying. I, I wouldn't say it's all crap. I think a lot of it. Uh, is. Using the word you said, it's hard. You yeah. just have to. You have to dig a little harder. Exactly. Not even harder, but just like longer and deeper before you find those gems. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think everyone out there is crap. I just think that there's a lot more people making music because it's too easy nowadays. Um. There, there's too many easy uh, ways to get around it just to produce your. Stuff yeah, I wouldn't say it's easy. I think the the barrier to entry has become. Uh, 
financially pretty like cheap. That's a better way to generally put it. speaking. Yeah. So now anyone can make it, and some people don't seem to be, in my opinion, as creative as others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's easy because I find like uh, even trying to write a bad song is kind of hard. <laughs> you know, like like it's it's not necessarily hard, but like yeah, I don't. Whatever, I'm rambling. No, no, go on. It's not all crap. <laughs> There's good stuff. On there, there, it is true. Uh, my point, what I was trying to get at is that, though, I've never really heard of the dark wave electro pop thing before and stuff. And mm. Until I saw you guys, and now I've been down this goddamn rabbit hole of all kinds of different bands and stuff. So, so I'm, I'm kind of jealous oh. that I don't get to go to Terminus now because it's well, exactly still good. Like but yeah, you got I'm a birthday and shit. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it doesn't. Really well, there's work always out, next year. That's true. Yeah, now I know, but I can prepare better for yes. it. And I won't be there. Yes. and you live super close, so it wouldn't really? be that bad. Is it always in Calgary? As far as I know, yeah, it's always been at Dickens. Oh, is it? I thought yeah. it was like a like a outdoor venue type thing. No, that's the weird thing about it. It's at Dickens. It's huge. There's a lot of bands there. Yeah, I, I didn't know how I felt about it the first time, but then when I when we played it the first, show, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. What what I really like about it is like I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a nobody, so I'm playing with all these other bands that I not I don't necessarily aware of all of them, but there's some that are just like holy fuck, I'm playing a show with this band, and it's not like a giant outdoor festival or just an outside festival where if your if your favorite band or a band that you like is playing, chances are unless you go to the meet and greet or you try to meet them at their table to buy some merch, you're probably not going to bump into them or see them or really even get to hang with them. Definitely. Uh, this one, you've been to Dickens. Like it's a big giant bar, but it's not outside. Yeah. It, it, Everyone's down there. For how many bands I think are going to be there? Isn't it just going to be all bands inside? No, because like um. Because what is it, like 20-something? Yeah, but it's over three days. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like that the bands sense. that are playing Sunday, they probably don't fly until Sunday. Same thing with like Saturday right. and today. So it's not necessarily all bands. It's mostly fans. Right. And that makes sense because I thought it was all one day. Yeah, no, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be nuts. Yeah. Uh, you, I think like it'd have to be outside if it was all one day. Definitely, right. Uh, but it's just cool that you, not the, for lack of better words, everyone's kind of forced to hang out with each other. So you'll see the bands just like having a beer at the bar and you can just go up to them and start talking to them well it's funny that you say that because uh, when i first met i didn't really meet you guys at that vip party and stuff however again like i was there to record it so while i was there recording it um you know i was watching at the time it was uh derek sweeties has his crackers the clown character yeah and it was it was hilarious right so i was all in there <laughs> watching it um and then all of a sudden somebody just came out of nowhere just came up beside me and started talking to me and and talking about my camera and just you know whatever I'm not really an approachable person. I don't get people just coming up to me, asking me, you know, what's up, man? How's it going? You know, yeah. it's good to see you or whatever, or anything like that, though. And people just don't come up to me for some reason. I don't, might be just the way I look. Or something. I'm I jealous. Got, I got an angry <laughs> face. complete but, opposite with me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, this guy came up and was talking to me and stuff, though. Little did I know because I hadn't seen you guys yet, though. It was Casey, the other mm. member of the band. Yeah. Um, and Shout out, just, Casey. Hey. Hell yeah. Love nicest guy ever. Like, I just. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. It was completely warming. And again, just came out of nowhere and just, it was, yeah, just incredibly inviting. So that was my first experience with him. Afterwards, I saw you guys and just, okay, first of all, I didn't know what to expect. I, I heard the name Strangers. I was like, okay, cool. We'll see what these cool. guys are and stuff. I had low expectations. <laughs> I'll take it. And then I saw and then I saw your guys' stage set up. You got, uh, what is it, like the Illuminati half background with uh, the inverted cross in the uh, center It's of not it. necessarily an Illuminati signal. It's just like, uh, just like a, just like a, a sigil, just like our own little logo. Nice. Uh, 
yeah, it's like a circle and a triangle with a upside down cross or yeah. just a cross, whatever. So I was, I was kind of expecting like a satanic kind of group or something, like maybe oh, dark okay. metal or something like that. Though. So I was like, cool, yeah. this is going to be really fucking awesome. Now I'm kind of stoked about it. And then you guys got on stage and you guys started playing. And I was like, what, what the fuck is this? I'm so confused. Like, this is not at all what I expected. And I just kind of was going through my head the whole time of like, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then I realized like a minute or two had gone by and stuff though. And I was completely fixated on what was going on on stage. And I, shit, I need to be recording this and stuff. Though. So, <laughs> so I hit the camera. I mean, I, luckily I was already recording and stuff though, but it was all zoomed in and out of focus. So I had to like, yeah, get on that. I had to set it up. And, yeah. And then I just was on top of it. I was trying to get the best footage I could and stuff though. And I was just, I was eyes locked the whole entire time and just couldn't get enough. And then, you know, usually these types of things you leave at the end of the night and you kind of forget about the yeah. events that happened and stuff like that. Though. Exactly. But I had this footage. So I came back to it the next day and I just over and over and over and over again with the footage and just watching it and listening to the songs. Half crappy audio, you know, because it's, yeah, it's, it's on a camera. Yeah. It's not per- like the proper setup and stuff, right? But just couldn't get enough of it. And then, I'd, again, just down this rabbit hole of strangers and stuff, oh. though. And I've just fallen in love, man. Well, it's thanks, only, It's man. only been two months, and I'm a huge fan. So oh. uh, enough kiss-assing and stuff, though. But that was my experience oh. with you guys first. Thank you. I met you first, though, actually, the next day after. Yeah, at the, um, at the uh, horror con. Yeah. Exactly. Like, at the actual horror con, you had a booth there selling your art, which mm-hmm. you're a musician and an actual fucking amazing artist <laughs> with charcoal, right? Uh, most, yeah, it's all charcoal, and then I use a bit of white ink. To punch up the whites at the end, but nice. yeah, it's pretty much all charcoal. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. You gotta Thanks, check this man. guy out and stuff. Go to his page and stuff because he's got a ton of it and stuff. Thank and stuff. you. That's, I, I've <laughs> noticed from my last episode, I'm terrible with that repeating and stuff at the end of sentences though. So. I'm gonna try to work on that one. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to kind of start off with a few questions about the actual band itself, and then kind oh, of work into some stuff about you know your personal life, right? I kind of want to get Go to know you, and then the, the mental health kind of side of it, and how you deal with shit in life, right? So okay, um, band wise, I mean, you guys had your first album. Uh, shit, I didn't even write it down. It was uh, electric, elect- Sonic Erotica. Sonic Erotica. Yeah. Correct. And you had uh, Jerrica Bradshaw and Casey Sheffield. Uh, yeah, there were two friends of Casey from uh, Red Deer. Oh, okay. Uh, they're not necessarily, like, I don't think they have projects or anything. It was just like, hey, we need a ladies' voice on this. You know some ladies. Hey, yeah, come here, come over, record this. And then uh, just because we were putting it out properly, we just wanted to credit them. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. And most recently, though, you had uh, Amor Noir, your newest album, come out in yeah. April. They weren't on that, though. Uh, reason, uh, not the no reason specifically. Like I said earlier, um, one case doesn't live in Red Deer anymore. Okay, and we recorded that one uh, not in Red Deer, mo- the bulk of a Mornoir, and uh, we just didn't need uh, them for specific parts. Oh, fair enough. And yeah, it wasn't anything personal, anything like that. I mean, Casey uh, was in Casey Sheffield, not my Casey, <laughs> the female Casey. Um, she was actually in the first two Strangers videos. Yeah. I think there might have been a third one. I don't think so. But yeah, she was in the first two. Um, but she's got her own life. Like, I don't imagine she's going to do all of our videos. No, of course not. It's nothing personal. Just, you know, people Fair enough. have their own lives or anything. It just uh, seemed like they were heavily involved in the first album and then to see nothing oh, really? or anything. Yeah, it, yeah. It, like, to be honest, like, again, this rabbit hole of strangers and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I There was a lot of things I was kind of confused about and I didn't really understand in the beginning. And one of them was, I, at first, I thought it was a three-piece band. Like, I thought I'm loving one all of the girls this. was a part of it, partly because of the videos yeah. and then because they were on so many of the songs in yeah. the first album. Loving it. Yeah, and they were it, they added something to it that was different from the newer album. However, the newer album is amazing. Thank I, you. I can't get enough of that one as well, but it, it definitely is standalone, too, from the first album. Um, well, I appreciate that. I love that you said all those things, like especially the confusion, because it sounds like a good confusion. And yeah, uh, 
it's not necessarily intentional, but I noticed that we would get a lot of that because of the how, how we present ourselves. And I like that. I like that a lot of people assume that it's a female singing. Or is there a female in this band? Or like, how many people are in this band? Who's in this band? Definitely. And unless you really, like, dig deep or just start actually following the band and seeing wh- what they're like, you don't really know. It made so me search. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like that about it. Not that it was intentional, but it's a nice little side effect from just us doing us it's a great way to kind of network one another too yeah. because now we're we're still here talking about casey and uh jerica right like yeah so and we would have loved to, to use them. um not necessarily them but uh just other people on the the new one um and we will on the third one as well and just uh future songs um but because we were doing them um in the small town that i live in which is like two three hours away from some of these people it was basically just like uh a geographical thing where it's like okay we could do it by ourselves and not have to worry about these people trying to meet these deadlines and we had de- like hard deadlines so it was just like let's not rely on anyone other than ourselves so that's why that second album is just us mm-hmm. it was it's it's all like 100 percent us it wasn't not that the other one was like a lot of other people's fingers it was literally all us too except for uh, the parts that they sang and not that i was a dictator or anything but like we wrote the parts for them We're like hey this is what we'd like you to do do totally. it this way and thank you that's usually how it works yeah yeah and even like i was saying too like each album is completely different from one another too it's it even sounds more like you guys had is it more relationship issues if you figure with the second one um it, it, funny it, enough it almost, like, I, albums tell stories right yeah so it's personal I, I like that you said they both are standalone because i like to think that they are musically i feel like they are uh, but at the same time, I feel like there is a bit of a progression because uh, at some point you have to like pinch off the sausage and be like, okay, the sausage link is done. Let's put it out and cook it and eat it. Yeah. And that's what that first album was. But as soon as we pinched it off, there's more coming out the two. Yeah. And that's what a more noir is. And eventually it's like, okay, we have a deadline. Let's let's pinch off another sausage. And that's, that's what's going on right now. As soon as we pinched off that one, we already have like a buttload of songs that we're working on. And then when our next deadline comes up, we'll just pinch that that sausage link off nice. but there is um at least for these first two albums uh i like concept albums like uh an overlying theme mm-hmm. so there is a story the songs are uh ordered a specific way it's i i grew up listening to like cds so that when an album came out that i loved from a band it was something that i bought the album i'd go home to my room that I share with like other brothers of mine. So you put the headphones on, you put the CD in, you close your eyes, you go to another world where you're reading the liner notes. And I listen to the album from beginning to end in the order that is presented. Absolutely. Because sometimes that's the way it's, you don't read a book left to right or what do you know what I mean? Like you don't read it back to front or middle Makes unless sense. it's choose your own adventure, in which case yeah. go nuts. <laughs> but for the most case, I like re- listening to an album from beginning to end. So when we put this one out, I, I intentionally had like, hey, there's a bit of a story I'm trying to tell here. And it makes more sense in terms of like how I want the story, the narrative to play to the, the listener. And Amor Noir is a continuation of that. So if uh, you listen to the first song off of the self-titled one, which is a sonic erotica, but then we got signed to Negative Gain. Shout out NGP! Yeah. Uh, and they re-released it, and then we put out some new songs on there, and they remastered it and shit like that. Nostalgic was the next one on that? Was, uh, that, was, that, was, that, was that supposed to be the first one? That was still the first song off both off the first two like uh, releases. Right, okay. Um, so Nostalgic kicks off the album, and it ends with the epilogue. Yes. And the first song on a more noir is Wanderlust, which if you listen to it it samples nostalgia yeah because it's a continuation and it's kind of like throwing back to like uh 
not that I think this listeners are stupid, but just like hint, 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 you know, little Easter eggs. It's like this is a shout out to that song. Yeah. When Casey wrote that song, he used a lot of the same sounds and, and whatever from the nostalgia song and then wrote another song to it. So it's kind of like a sister song. It's beautiful. Yeah. It blends kinda, together really Kind of nice. kicks off the album and it even samples the closing song off the first album, Epilogue. So it's kind of like a continuation. It's letting you know like, yeah, that song's trailing off. And if we had it done our way, uh, it would just be one giant record where there's 24 or 25 songs and there's no break in between. But the nature of the beast is there's albums. So there's this giant like eight month break in between. What's beautiful yeah. about that too, though, is I mean, me personally, I listen to a lot of my music on Spotify. Um, so when you listen to it on Spotify, it just plays it one after the other. Right. So your albums yeah. literally do exactly that. They blend one right through to the next yeah. one and stuff though so it's it does that it's beautiful right yeah was there a reason to doing it too like that like a sort of story away and stuff i mean one thing i saw on your socials too is that you're a fan of corn and now i'm noticing you have a corn tattoo <laughs> yeah. on your arm as well i'm yeah. also a huge fan of corn it was, oh, actually, hey! it was also the first concert i ever seen and oh, nice. still probably the best concert i've ever seen jonathan davis is amazing yeah i'm super um but yeah speaking of which they had life is peachy and then it went yeah. on to follow the leader which exactly did that i mean but except for on follow the leader the first 13 tracks were just dead hair right? yeah but it was supposed to be oh. the representation of life is peachy leading into follow oh, the leader right okay. so I didn't know that. Oh, no? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> everything about him. Oh, fair enough. Fair but enough. yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was always like an industry thing where it's like, hey, look, we need to have like X amount of time we're on this album. I didn't I didn't know. Oh, okay. But that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Maybe, I thought maybe it was intentional, but sometimes the things that are unintentional are the best. True, 100%. Yeah. Some of my favorite things <laughs> in life are the mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't really have a ton of questions that haven't already been asked to for, for strangers in general and stuff, though. So I guess we'll move We're on. We're nobody's, man. Ain't nobody asking us these questions. So <laughs> well, you know, that's probably the true. first time. You, you were guys, you guys had a, what, you were at South by Southwest recently. You guys did Revolver Magazine recently, which speaking of Revolver, I used to read that growing up as a kid. Me too. I didn't even realize that was a magazine anymore. Are they just online mostly? I think it's mostly online. Nowadays, magazines don't hold as much weight as they used to. Yeah, right. Especially for like younger generation. But like you just said, and I, I was the same way. I read those magazines, Hit Parader, all that yeah. shit. That that was like, even though I understand that like in the digital age, it, does, it didn't mean as much. But to me, it was like, fuck, I don't care, man. Just that name revolt. What? Is this real life? Right. Um, but still, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm a nobody. Is it a slow process getting building up? Uh, you got to start getting recognized by now. I don't think so. Oh, like shit. we get people shouting us out and stuff. Like there's a small audience there, and we're super grateful for them. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's like my my notifications aren't blowing up all the time. Not that yeah, I want them enough. to be, but like, uh, I I think it's good that uh, it seems like there's a, a buzz about us. But inside the honeycomb, it's pretty chill. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's kind of a nice thing though. Too at the same yeah. time, you don't want to be too. You can't walk through like you know West Ed Mall or something. Like I that. would hate it. Oh right. I would love to be recognized and respected amongst my peers in the industries that I would like to be respected in. But I would not that I ever think it's going to get this way for myself. And God forbid it did. Like someone like Justin Bieber or some shit like that. Michael Jackson. I I feel like that's a living nightmare. I would hate Absolutely. that. I I like my privacy. I mean, yeah, I'm on social media and stuff. But in terms of like my day to day, like. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I would, I would absolutely hate that. The moment you can't walk around Dickens pub and have people just come up to you and be like, Hey man, how's it going? And and move on or whatever is probably, but I, I, I feel like I'm a, like a nobody. I grew up like a fat loser. So I just assume no one. Fat loser? Oh yeah. Really? I assume no one wants to talk to me and shit. So anytime, 
uh, someone stops me and says like, hey, are you that guy from that Strangers Project? I'm always, I feel like I just talk their head off. I feel like they're just like, fuck, stop talking to that guy. <laughs> just because I'm so, I'm exaggerating, but just, I'm I'm so, uh, just like, what the fuck? Who's paying attention to me? I just feel like unless you're my mom or my brother or a lover or something, why would anyone care what I'm doing? And then on top of that, go out of your way to say something nice and complimentary about it with what seems to be uh, a sincere tone. I was in Toronto earlier in uh, June and I was walking down Queen Street and I mean, any big city, if someone stops you that you don't know, chance starts a crazy person and you just keep going. Even like 10 times that week that I was there, I had just like, hey, excuse me, sorry, I ain't got time, I'm too busy. And then the third day I was there, some guy had stopped me uh, and for whatever reason, I didn't keep going. And he says, hey, are you Maria King from Strangers? And my head almost exploded. <laughs> I just wanted to hug the guy. I was like, who the... F-? I said to him, like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And he tells me his name. I forget what it was. I, I want to say it was Greg. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, always, I'm always impressed and blown away that anyone pays the band or my art any sort of attention. It and deserves I, the recognition, in my opinion. Well, I genuinely appreciate it, yeah. uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's as crazy as it looks from the inside. <laughs> Fair enough. But I'll take the compliment. Hell yeah, take them where you can get them. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been so positive? Like that was one thing too. Um, like meeting you at Horicon there too. Just coming up to your booth when I first saw you, I was like, oh shit, that, that's that dude from that band or whatever. And I come <laughs> over and you were just, hey man, how's it going? And like high five, handshakes, all that, and just like positive. You just irradiate positivity and stuff though, and it's it's a very it's an easy thing to communicate with another person when they're open and receptive that way too, right? I mean, maybe my reason, like I was saying before, I'm unapproachable. I think it's because I have kind of an angry face. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but a it, lot I, of us I'm do. pretty positive. And, I, and, and when people start to learn me and who I am, they kind of go, oh, shit, this guy's actually really nice. And then, oh. so that kind of thing. I think that's where I'm having the hard part of it. But yeah, you just irradiate positivity <laughs> and stuff. So well, I, I'm surprised people you. aren't just flocking to you. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I, I live... I, I feel like I live a pretty secluded life. I like to use the term social camel yeah. in in the sense that like I really enjoy my solitude. Uh, I'm not lonely, but I'm alone a lot. And I enjoy it that way. This weekend at Terminus is going to be a blast. But I'm positive halfway through today, I'm going to be like, oh man, I can't wait to just get home and just chill out by myself and work on my own grind and just live my life. And I'll be exhausted by the end of tonight but i got two more nights so by the time i get home monday morning it'll be like all right i'm good for six months i don't need to go out for six months but obviously i will like i'm going to the uk at the end of august uh for infest yes and it's another festival kind of like terminus plug that more at the end i got so really excited to be playing that um being in this project i'm definitely being more social than i would like because normally it's like once every five months that i would actually go to an event or something like that and that ties me over uh now being in this project and the more it ramps up i imagine it'll also ramp up but it seems like to be a little more frequent than i'd like but still by most people's standards it's still pretty uh you have your privacy and stuff yeah but i i'll like thank you for saying that word positive i don't (laughs) It's funny, like everyone has a different perspective of themselves, and I don't necessarily think that I come off positive. I just think that that's just the way I talk, and I, I the things that you touched on that, like you said that it 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 seems to open the person that I'm talking to up because they're like, oh, he's so positive. I feel easier to talk to. You yeah, yeah. So maybe subconsciously that's why I'm doing it because I I 
it's a cheesy saying with that golden rule, treat others so you want to be treated. I grew up a fat loser. Say that know? one more time because everybody needs to know that. <laughs> they all know it. You treat others the way you want to be treated. And nobody seems to be doing that these days. hundred percent. I, I work a job I mentioned in the last episode where mm-hmm. I adult source. So we have oh. the, I, I don't want to be too judgmental on people because everybody comes from different places, right? Mm-hmm. But I would consider a lot of them to be below the people of walmart <laughs> okay uh they come in just wanting to complain just wanting to fight they got nothing good to say yeah they're, they're dirty just but then on the other hand you know we get a lot of the, like the older ladies who are there for first time experiences whatever i mean yeah. i'm getting off track and stuff though but i see a lot of really shitty people and i think that tarnishes myself as well like my image not my image but my how i perceive people and stuff though is i just i don't want to fucking deal with anybody anymore you know so it's, i know what you mean I, I i feel like i see a lot of negativity around me and maybe that's why subconsciously i I try to put out that positivity because i i don't want to be another shitty person i feel like even when my life is shit it's still pretty good in comparison to other places in the world uh not to get too sidetracked but um uh i'm an immigrant my parents came from central america el salvador and i didn't have it crazy hard growing up but i was constantly reminded like hey like be grateful for what we got like look at your cousins look at your cousins and Mm -hmm. shit some of them are dead you'd be dead too so like appreciate what you have and now that i'm older i have my own house i have a garden i have all these positive things in my life that i feel like i have it pretty good it's not necessarily easy but it's easier for me to just be happy and let others try to be happy 10 12 years ago not so much the case mm-hmm. i was i feel like i was still pretty happy like oh that guy's super chill and funny and shit but i talk a lot of shit if i saw someone down the street the first thing i would think about is something i didn't like about him and maybe i'd say it to myself for sure i would say it to myself maybe i'd say it to my friend like look at this fucking loser with his stupid glasses right i'm guilty of that <laughs> and i think i think a lot of people are and i still am but i'm very quick to 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 jump back or just not have that thought creep in at all and ultimately it's because i was sad mm-hmm. and any pretty much every single time that i can think of that i've ever been shitty to someone and that can mean anything being whatever anything that falls under the umbrella of being shitty rude asshole whatever the fuck it's been because i was going through something it's been because i was sad or i was in a fight with a friend or i couldn't pay my bills or some shit so anytime now that i have that in my head thinking like okay well i want to treat how there's how i want to be treated anytime i've dealt with someone that's like fuck this guy is being negative as shit especially to me i'm not going to take it personal especially if it's a close friend but even if it's a stranger i treat them i try to treat everyone unless you're my close circle of friends Everyone else, including random strangers, borderline enemies, I'll treat you just short of like a close friend mm-hmm. because I want others to treat the way they I want to be treated. And growing up as like a fat loser and always getting picked on or being like always on the outside looking in and stuff, I hated going out in public and not meeting someone like I am today that made me feel super comfortable and like, oh, this person is obviously disarming me and letting me like chill out. And I still rarely get it. So when I go out in public, I am anxiety is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Even right now, it's just like it's through the roof. It's me like, too, I can't, me too. I, I'm I, fucking going crazy. I can't, I can't <laughs> handle it. Being outside of my house, I, to an extent, I can't handle it. So if I meet someone, I feel like, fuck, I don't want to make things weirder. How do I make this as easy as possible for both of us? Just try to treat them like a friend. Try to treat them just a little less than a close friend because they're a fucking stranger. You don't know who the fuck they are. 
And I think that's where that stems from that, what you were saying earlier, like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, it seemed like so chill to talk to you. It's because like, if I was you, that's what I would want from the person I'm interacting with. Exactly. Instead of just, uh, and I can be this sometimes if you catch me on the wrong day, just cold, short, uninviting. And next thing you know, you're just like, fuck, that guy's kind of an asshole. Even if I didn't say anything rude, you still give off an asshole vibe. And I don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Granted, I am an asshole. I can be an asshole 100%. You have to be I, a little bit. But I don't like it. Every time that I am, very quickly, like within minutes, I'll be thinking like, what yeah. was that back there? Why did you see that? Why did you? Ugh, gross. Ugh. How do you not get so fired up sometimes, though, that you, you're able to kind of step back and kind of view that, you know? Like sometimes, uh, I'll use like an example. Say you're driving on the road, whatever, somebody comes flying by, cuts you off and all that kind of stuff. It's very easy to go, fuck that guy, you know, that asshole, he was so close, he almost clipped me, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And then you just, but you, you can, I mean, what I do is I kind of look at that situation, I kind of take a step back. And I, like, like you were saying, take a step back, right? Yeah. Um, but I look at it, I was going, maybe he's got like a kid who's choking in the car right now. Or maybe yeah, he's got a, a, a very know. important job he's going to right now and stuff like that. Though, like, he shouldn't be speeding and cutting us off as he is and stuff like that. Though, but he's probably got a good reason for what he's, or he's, whatever he's doing. Yeah. Maybe he's coming from a bad situation. He's just, you never know, right? Like, in a word, very bad. So then that kind empathy. of comforts me. But it's, it's still hard. I can't take that step back, right? <laughs> I find when I'm alone, it's, it's like, I can get ugly if I'm in my car driving and especially in the By big yourself? city. Yeah. yeah well, I, I can get ugly and I'll think like, where does that come from? Is that a vent though? Do you use that sometimes as kind of just, maybe you, you just, it's, I don't think, just I'm, I don't think I'm bottling <laughs> things up. I think it's because there's like an unspoken, like life and death when you're driving at those speeds in a car in a big city yeah, that yeah. maybe that's why you're just ramped up. Maybe. Eh? Um, but 10 years ago when I would get ramped up in my car, like road age, I carry that with me all day. Yeah, me too. I carry that when I get home. I carry it around with my friends and my family. Now, it stays in the car and it, it almost dis- it's almost like a like a a fart that's not so bad. <laughs> it comes out. People are like, "Oh my god!" And then that's it's gone. gone in a second. Yeah. So I'll I'll snap even on the drive up here. I was like I, a couple times. I didn't snap, but I I didn't even say ugly things, but I just got really like angry mm-hmm. at like that fucking re- oh, what the fuck did that idiot just cut me off like. Uh. And very quick, like moments afterwards, I'll say to myself, like, ah, that's gross. Like, you don't, I'll say what you just said, like, ah, that guy was maybe he had a choking kid or something. Like, I don't know. And ultimately, he didn't clip me, and like, we're all good. Yeah. I'm just going to drive a little safer. I'm going to slow down a little bit. And you're going to forget about it 10 minutes later. And I'm going to forget about it 10 later. Like, that fart just yep. dissipated and it's gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that hard. It's just that, I don't know. You just got to kind of be mentally in that state of just taking that step back. Not to sound like a pompous loser, and I don't even think I'm using this word properly, but uh, and I don't think I'm this at all, but trying to aspire to being enlightened and like a, a higher level of just awareness, mindfulness, uh, treating others like you want to be treated, seeing yourself in the other, putting yourself in other people's situations, even if it's just for a fleeting moment, I find has really helped me uh, just like let go of anger. Not that I've like been very angry my whole life, but just like, ugh, I didn't got time for that. Yeah. And when I do, it should be rightfully so. If my mom dies, yeah, there's going to be some sadness and anger there, and rightfully so. Absolutely. But if I didn't get my way or some shit at McDonald's or something, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just all these little things that I see um, 
people that I know and don't know on social media getting angry about. I'll think like, man, the only thing I can chalk that up to is you probably, things aren't going too well in your life. Do you find yourself nowadays being around negativity still quite a bit as it was back in the day when, like, again, for me, like, I'm, I work at a place where I'm just constantly surrounded by it. So I'm, I'm putting myself in the um, face of it, right? So I'm, it's hard to kind of get away from, but it's I, easy to do like the car driving yeah. and put that behind you and stuff though. But I'm... Everyone has different um, lifestyles. I yeah. feel like I'm very fortunate in the sense that I'm self-employed. I really don't have to... I love people. I'm people, but I don't have to work around a lot of people. I'm only around people if I choose to be. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't in that situation. They work a nine to five with people that they like and don't like or are forced to serve if they're working in the service industry. And it can be a little tougher to have the outlook that I have. But that's not my situation. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I that I can choose when to socialize. But a lot of people socialize on the internet. I'm on the internet and I'll see that negativity and you are what you eat. And I believe that goes the same for what you consume Mm -hmm. for your mental health. And if I'm just reading all this bullshit or people talking shit about other things, it's going to bleed into my life. And I don't want that. I don't need to know what celebrity said what or did what. Like, not that you shouldn't be talking about those things, but like, I got my own problems. I'm going to make a difference in my own way. And I love that on social media, you can really tailor what you're seeing not that i want to live in an echo chamber i I definitely specifically make a point to follow accounts and and figures that are lifestyles that i either a don't understand b don't agree with or don't know enough about and want to learn more but i don't want to hear people complaining about bullshit what i consider to be bullshit so i find social media is great when I'm on my Facebook, I'm not seeing all these weird racist things about my friends who are secretly racist until they're on Facebook. I'm seeing puppy videos, <laughs> animal videos, uh, art posts, yeah, um, and then the occasional friend or two that I actually want to keep in touch with, so I, I see their day to day. That I don't, I don't find it's too difficult for me. But like I said earlier, I think I'm fortunate that I don't have to be on a lot of people because I don't think people are shitty. The people that you're talking about that you meet on the day-to-day at your work, I think it's that those people are just like you. They're having to be around other people. They're not in a situation that isn't necessarily bad for them, but just like, man, if I could just tone this down a bit or ramp this up a bit. So everyone's kind of just at like, conservatively speaking, I feel like everyone generally living in North America is at like a seven. Mm-hmm. in terms of being like irritated or being like on the edge easily most people are at a seven. Oh yeah so if you happen to take too long in the grocery line that person behind you is at a seven now they're at an eight mm-hmm. meanwhile i'm usually at a zero most times so it takes a lot before i'm at a 10 and i just again i'll repeat myself i just feel like i'm fortunate to have that insight i i can't stress enough i don't know what people think about him, but I really, really appreciate the teachings of um, uh, a man named Alan Watts. He's like a philosopher from the 70s. Okay. Uh, delightful man. He's got a delightful British accent. And a friend of mine turned me on to his like lectures. And a lot of it just really put into very nice articulation what I was feeling, heart, feelings that I had a hard time putting like... Uh, constructive words around to really make them concrete or to really understand what they were and i can't stress enough if anyone i i find any i feel like i'm an idiot 
but I've had people tell me like, oh, you, you said this one thing. You're like, you're really smart when you say this. Anytime I've ever said anything that's been the least bit like insightful, inspirational, just like, wow, that was, man, he must be really smart. I'm quoting Alan Watts. 99% of the time, I'm quoting Alan Watts. That guy's lectures really changed my life in terms of just uh, seeing the bright side of things and understanding that like there is anger, there is hate, there is sadness in this world, but a lot of us are choosing to hold on to it. And it's not as hard as you think to let go. It seems impossible, and I understand I was there too. It's like if you're really overweight and you're trying to lose that weight, it seems impossible. But it's not. There's people that have lost before and after photos. They've lost that weight. And I'm sure you've heard that cheesy saying that anger is like holding on to a hot coal. Mm, oh, it really is. Jealousy is holding on to a hot coal. Anger is holding on to a hot coal. You're, you, you think you're hurting someone else, but you're only hurting yourself. Yep. And you could just let it go. Yep. You could stop all that sadness, all that misery, self-inflicted, by just letting go but a lot of people myself included at times sometimes it feels good and i feel like sometimes you should hold on to it absolutely because sometimes it's fuel for the fire but generally speaking i think a lot of it is self-inflicted and you just let it go it's just like crying sometimes you need to have a good yeah sometimes you need a good cry absolutely let your makeup run just have a good cry (laughs) definitely but straight up alan watts if if i had to credit any of my positivity to it'd be alan watts definitely i'm gonna put the look at do a little bit information look up and uh, put some show notes in the bottom there for him and get some information out there too for that because yeah definitely i want to check out that too and yeah do it anything that can help absolutely i used to walk around with alan watts on cds like okay. just like a bunch of mp3s on a cds and if i met someone that seemed like they could use it and i felt like a loser I'm like dude just when you get a chance listen to this shit. that's rad i feel like no one ever did and they thought i was a crazy person but yeah, that's okay. I, it was so impactful to me that i just wanted everyone to to hear what he had to say i think that's the answer to it too like you're like uh, like for me maybe the answer is not to be fighting with these people who are negative at my work or whatever um it's it's to to be like you bring positivity to them and stuff though maybe they're coming in having a shitty day and they're just looking for a fight and stuff though but i can just kill them with kindness kill them with kindness yeah kill them with kindness yeah anytime even if it's a a mundane service task job person or whatever the fuck one of the first things that comes out of my mouth is hey how's it going yeah hey how's your day oh dude not even (laughs) not even just a hi or wait for them to say hey how's it going and sometimes the they're almost a cashier almost always ask you hi and then if they're doing a good job, they'll probably ask you, how's your day going? They don't really care, but they're just asking you. And I feel like I'm sincere, but ultimately I don't really care when I ask someone how their day is going. No, that's not true. I feel like I do care. Uh, I take that back. I do care. And I'll ask them, how's it going? And if they say good, I'll say that's good. And if they ask me back, great. And I think it's little things like that that kind of just, um, even if, it's fleeting, but it's it's, it's something. Even if they're being shitty to you, they I feel like God that that prob that had to be a drop in the bucket. You would be surprised at how many people come into our store that just hey how's it going and then they just eyes straight forward and just walk right past you. It's like I know you heard me, <laughs> motherfucker. Like what are you doing? It's yeah. a simple hello. Yeah. And, and even even just that, you don't have to speak to me anymore. After that. that's fine. Yeah. You can go into the store and just wander. I used to be like that. like that though. But it's just the acknowledgement, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Some people are. I, I just what do you just be kill my kindness again? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> don't let them. Don't let someone's negativity affect your positivity in in the sense that like, oh, I used to say hi to all, all everybody, but no one says hi back, so I don't say hi anymore. I'm not friendly anymore. No, no, fuck those people that don't say hi for whatever reason they didn't say hi. That's on them. That's not on you. Mm-hmm. If you like being kind to people, be kind to people. 
Well, and they could be, again, in mental illness, any stage of whatever they are, and they, that's yeah. just them. I feel like everyone has mental illness. Everybody has. Yeah, everybody's got to. a little something. Yeah, yeah. If it's anxiety, depression, something. depression is something that I mean, I'm glad that it's getting more recognition nowadays, and that it's not as taboo as it used to be. But yeah, I mean, everybody's got depression. I believe so too. I think, to, at least in in my perspective, I think depression is normal. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same way. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but in, in my experiences, I can only speak from mine. I don't think I'm depressed all the time, but I would say I'm depressed. It's situational almost. A, more, I would say every day has a bit of depression in it for me. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of like deep sadness in every day. But at the same time, in every day, there's also like uh, just a profound like warmth of just like, man, look at that sun. Look at that green grass. Like, right. oh my God. And then I'll start thinking, I'll see an old lady barely can walk on things like fuck life sucks holy shit and i'll get down this deep dark depression some days are worse than others some months are worse than others some seasons are worse than others and for some i don't know again i don't know what i'm talking about maybe for some people um they can't shake it as much but i feel like i feel like it's normal the same way sometimes out of nowhere uh i'll just start laughing i'll think about one little minuscule thing that for whatever reason just made me start giggling and next thing I know I'm uncontrollably laughing god forbid it's in a uncomfortable situation like a funeral or something but that'll happen I think most people can relate to that oh yeah comedy comes from dark places on the opposite side of that spectrum there's been times where I've been in my car just at home and for the same little way like some little minuscule thing I get a little sad next thing I know I am uncontrollably crying and I'm thinking like what the fuck was that and I'll think, like, what's wrong with me? It comes out of nowhere. Am right? I depressed? And then I'll maybe get more depressed from it. And and that was earlier, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago. Nowadays, I find that, like, if I feel sadness creeping in, I let it creep in. I feel like I'm mentally stable enough that I can I can deal with it. And, and I almost like to. And I let the sadness creep in. I let the depression get there. And I see what I can learn from it when I get out of it. And the same thing is to be said when I'm feeling high highs. And really profound moments in my life where I'll think like, okay, this is cool, but like there's there's something to learn from this and there's probably something I could, I don't know what the opposite of that is, but like fuck up from this, make a mistake from this. But I, I feel like people don't get to really talk and be understood by other people enough mm-hmm. that, that maybe they're what I think is like normal depression can get out of control. Again, I can only speak for myself. I feel like I have ways of dealing with it and and tools in my life that when that sadness does creep in, I'm not worried about ending it or I'm not worried about doing something that could really go wrong. I just feel like, okay, this is, it's raining today. Mm -hmm. Can't do nothing about it. It's going to rain and I know it's going to stop raining one day and it'll stop raining and then it'll be sunny. And I don't know how long it's going to be sunny and then it'll be raining again. And then sometimes there's a fucking thunderstorm. And that's fine too. I know it's going to go away. So that's how I usually deal with it. And everybody's different too. Like I personally find rain and thunderstorms very peaceful and, and I love them. I love it when it's gray yeah. and cloudy out there and that's that's just me. Yeah. But you just find beauty in whatever it is that you find beauty in, I guess. And I mean, yeah, everybody's different. I completely get what you're saying. Um uh, what was the other thing I was going to ask you? Oh, any addictions or anything? Like, I mean, we're talking about depression and stuff like that too. But do you uh, 
do you, like any kind of medical help and stuff like i take antidepressants and i've definitely found since taking those that i've been able to kind of let go and kind of step oh, back a little good. bit better and stuff too though so that but that's me and my experience a lot of people don't need that i also use weed obviously that's been established in the show and stuff mm-hmm. as a mental health thing um but at the same time weed i've also found causes anxiety and it causes things to spin out of control so it's it's, it's upsides and it's downsides and, yeah it can um yeah. but if, if you're just completely on the level how do you manage i mean like <laughs> i don't like you, know you, you man do bar shows and stuff too though you don't drink you i don't, don't i don't drink no. i don't smoke i don't do hard drugs i got no i can't stress enough i have no negative criticisms i don't think less of anybody for doing that stuff it just doesn't tickle me yeah uh, i find that like uh i have huge respect for that i can't handle it is basically what it is i have tried drinking i've had tried some hard drugs and it's like nothing got out of control not that I've never had like issues where like man you gotta stop yeah. I didn't I stopped drinking because I just didn't like it it's like mm-hmm. man I got hung over three times or like twice and I was like this sucks I can end this I can just stop drinking I'll never feel this way again I don't even like drinking I was drinking to fit in and be cool and I didn't really like those people anyways so I stopped drinking of course those people stopped hanging out with me and that was fine mm-hmm. and I don't like it and same thing with hard drugs I just don't like the way it makes me feel especially afterwards it's like i feel like i have really shitty genes and a really shitty body that if i don't get enough sleep if i have one sip of alcohol if i smoked one cigarette if i did anything that's like uh bad for your body most people can handle it and get through it i just feel like i can't (laughs) so it's not that like i was trying to get clean it was just man i can't i can't handle this i'm not gonna this i can't handle it fair enough no i got huge respect for that i mean I, I link mushrooms from time to time. It's just kind of uh, it, it kind of just resets the wires. Psychedelics are cool. I uh, I don't really consider that. I I'm speaking to my own definitions <laughs> in terms. I don't consider psychedelics a hard drug. Me neither. I, I anything that I believe comes from the earth is. I'm just on psychedelics right now. Oh yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I had no idea. See, but that's the thing. You sometimes you would never know. Yeah. Uh, whereas those other drugs, the chemical ones, the ones that are man-made are. You fuck you up. You, Everything's you chemical. Like I, it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing hard drugs. No, I know. I know some people that I consider friends. They have a family, and every now and then, they'll recreationally with their other adult friends responsibly party. That's fine. Put a little nose candy. But you got to be okay to to be able to again. Yeah, that word step back from it. And not yeah, be, exactly. Not to get out of control. It doesn't get out of control, and I don't judge them for it. I don't think anything of nope, it. I think like they may as well be smoking a joint. Like I. Everything in moderation. I don't. Yep. But yeah, I don't really consider psychedelics hard drugs. I think uh, I think they're making pretty good advancements. Like the same way there's legislation passing for marijuana, then I feel like the next step will be psychedelics. Absolutely, they're using them for for all kinds of. I think a lot of people in the right hands and in the right hands yeah. in the right situation, set and setting, it could really, really, really change an individual's life Definitely. for the better. It's like a bullshit checker. You'll take it and you'll, yeah, I can't, I could go on for hours. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, psychedelics are cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I got nothing really bad to say about hard drugs too and stuff. I've never done them. Um, I Just the same thing too. Like I, I always figured if I did them, either one of two things were going to happen. I was either going to really, really enjoy them and just <laughs> it, would, it would spiral out of control. Yeah. Or I was going to, not enjoy them or it was it was not going to to work with my body type my my brain chemistry my whatever yeah. properly and it wasn't going to be a good experience so i just never bothered with it it was like acid I, i'm curious about acid i've never tried it though but it's like it, mushrooms it's exactly right but it just yeah. seems more hardcore more i think that's propaganda it could be that too i used to have like acid you guys are doing 
it may as well have been meth. Yeah. In my books. Yeah. And then, and I judged my friends hard because of it. It like it, all out of ignorance. And some of them schooled me. I turned me on to some information. I got exposed to it. I felt like it was valid. I was like, oh, I'm a sucker. Mm-hmm. And then I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is this is a lot like mushrooms. This is pretty cool. Like I learned. It was like, I consider psychedelics, I don't do them in the sense um, of the word like partying with them. I couldn't imagine doing psychedelics and going out. <laughs> it's always been um, like a solo thing. Yeah. That's interesting because a lot I of people I like to just are... go in. I like to take that blue pill, whatever the fuck it was in the matrix. And yeah. I want to go down that rabbit hole of who I am, see what I can dig up, see if there's any bullshit in there, try to deal with it. And then have a good time. Yeah, see, drugs for me are different than, again, everybody's different, right? So psychedelics for me are completely, I like mushrooms can kind of send people on a weird journey and they kind of have to be alone and just kind of, yeah, and they're wherever, wherever. But I can do like a good eighth of mushrooms. And I mean, the last time I did, I went to the Santa Claus parade with my family. Oh, wow. Nobody knew the difference. I know? can be I around, great time I I can be around <laughs> people on, on psychedelics. I just prefer, like, usually when I do them, I'm, it's very rare that like I'm just out and about and so I'm like, hey, go some mushrooms, you want to do some mushrooms? And spur the moment, it's usually something up sort of plan and be like okay i think it's about time to do an inventory check on my bullshit and that's kind of where i was at with this too you know what, next was, month, i was going to be in a good place where there's lots of positivity lots yeah. of like you know the parade and stuff though so lots of lights it's going to be fun i'm with my family nothing bad's going to happen Every i almost always go for a walk when i'm on yeah. a psychedelic of some kind but uh, i just i usually do them with the intent of like let's see what we can dig up so, so you can kind of soul search I, yeah them. and i can't dig anything up if i'm hanging out with a bunch of friends yeah because i'm talking and having a good time exactly which is also cool but i prefer doing them just on my own yeah 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 i can agree with that <laughs> um you mentioned too you're from el salvador i was actually really stoked that you mentioned that too because i'm familiar with el salvador in the way of it's kind of third worldy right it's lots yeah. of gangs and all that kind of stuff like yeah. when did you move over here or were you do you have memories of being back there? No, well, I've, no I was like a baby baby. Okay. Uh, my parents are from there. Some of my brothers are from there. Um, I was more or less like me and my other brother, Matt, and I can't remember the other one. It's not their names, but if they had or not. Uh, but conceived there, and then uh, my parents started immigrating up north. And they stopped in Houston, Texas for a little while, and they popped some of us out. And then they stayed there for like maybe a month or two to get their shit together. Just had some kids. And then they made their way up to Canada. Nice. Um, so they probably got a crazy story of their, their yeah, journey, right? Like sometimes the typical... when my dad will tell me stories about like just him getting here and like some of the stuff that he had to do or some of the, just just the stories. They sound made up. Yeah, right? They just like, and they'll think like, no, wait, he's he's like 75 and he's, no, that's holy fuck probably don't want to comment too much on it because I don't know how much is would be illegal or whatever. I don't right think though, it's necessarily illegal yeah I mean stuff. it's so, so far but down just the road like, just too, crazy stories that you you would think like most people consider like the border hopping thing as Mexico into the US but it's it's not right it's usually El Salvador those types of areas and stuff though that are they just have to unfortunately well. pass through Mexico yeah. to get up to the yeah, better places well. right so yeah it was is it one of those like a coyote story kind of thing? Or? Um, he told me multiple ones. One that really sticks out. He had told me this one time where uh, he before he I don't know if he was with my mom at the time or if he had us or not. But there was a couple times where he had you know came to the states, got deported, and he was a hustler. As soon as he got deported, like uh, as he was getting deported, he was already thinking like, all right, how am I getting back? I can't go back to this civil war torn country. Like I gotta. I got to get back into the States. 
And he was telling me one of the times he was coming back, he was coming um, uh, back for his brother, one of his brothers. Uh, he's got like a fuckload of brothers. Oof. And he's coming back for one of them. And it's him, his brother, and a guide. And it's in the middle of the night. There's me. I'm, I'm probably making some of this up. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know if there was a moon out or anything, how bright it was. But in the middle of the night, and they have to cross this raging river. And my dad's telling me that, you know, his this guide is telling them, okay, look, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to go ahead, and then you guys are going to follow me. Now, here's how you do it. You just fucking, the current's going super fast. It's going to get crazy. It won't go past your head, but, like, you just keep swimming. You, I know you can't see, but, like, once you get into the water and it, and the water carries you, you just keep swimming, keep swimming to that side, and I'm telling you, eventually you're going to feel the other side, and, and I'll pull you up, and we'll, we'll get you over. Holy, I can't swim. <laughs> Already, I'm just terrified. I'm thinking, like, what? He had to do that? And I asked him, like, so what you? He was like, I didn't want to do it. I was terrified. But I had to do it. I couldn't. I couldn't not go. There's death waiting back there. I have to go. Yeah. So he goes. He says he's terrified. He gets through the other side. Fantastic. And then his brother has to go, and he can't see if it's like once you're on the other side, you can't see or hear what's going on. And he's just like, "Fuck! I hope my brother makes it." Shit. And I ask him, "So like, so what were you thinking?" He's like, "I just assumed that he didn't. Like, I don't know." And then after X amount of time goes by. My brother pops up and is like, oh, thank God he made it. Because if he started panicking, I can't go back in there for him. Yeah. I would drown too. Or he's halfway down the river already. Like. Yeah. And maybe that sounds crazy to me because I can't swim. So that's why it sticks out in my mind. Just like, oh my God. Like if that was me, I would have been a failure. I would have fucking sunk. Yeah. I would have drowned. Or I would have been too scared and gone back and died in the streets or some shit. Amongst other stories that I just find myself thinking like... Uh, not that they guilt trip us, but just like, fuck, it gives me perspective. Everyone's got their own uh, stories that they could pull up that has the same sort of impact as in terms of perspective. But for me, it was coming from that third world. that And, and I'd been back there twice as like a young adult. So I, I heard stories and stuff. And then... Is it better now there? I wouldn't know, to be mm. honest. It's not like I'm constantly yeah, looking it up enough. and going down there my mom would know like she still has family down there she still talks to them she'll tell me stories and stuff or if one passes away she'll let me know hey your cousin he's dead right um i forgot where i was going with that sorry eh, <laughs> all good. Eh, whatever that's how conversations go <laughs> yeah fair enough wow that's fucking crazy though like I, from what i know of el salvador too is uh i mean very little <laughs> oh um, yeah i've been I, back I saw... there when um i think i was like 12 the first time uh, with my brothers and then the last time i was there i think it was like 14 uh so young enough to like old enough to remember and like kind of remember what that experience was like do you have any run-ins with like that like ms13 is the big one no right? but i would hear stories not necessarily of them um like the first time i went there i uh or the second time i went there i met my young like a young cousin of mine named Edgardo, and he was like tiny and then, you know, I'm not there anymore. Years go by, and he's like 14 now. My mom's like, hey, here's a picture of your cousin. Check him out. I'm like, oh, shit, that's him. <laughs> Fuck. Crazy. And then one day she tells me, like, hey, remember your cousin? Uh, yeah, what about him? He's dead. What happened? Walking home from school uh, and just random gang violence. He just got caught in the crossfire. He got all shot up oh, in the middle of the street. And? What? Like, And? what do you mean end that's my mom life. tells you that's they they clean it up and that's it like there's no 
they're not looking they're not gonna find his killers they're not gonna search those gang members right. like that's that's it that's sad and it's just like fuck what and it's not like i really really knew him but it was just like what it's still close enough. and i'll think like that could have been me right that could have been me if my parents had stayed there and i luckily lasted that long like that could have easily been me like holy fuck easily and i and i very quickly forget that day to day i have a gratitude reminder on my phone every day most days sometimes i'll, I'll shut it off accidentally uh, turn off all alarms i'm trying to go to sleep or some shit and it turns it off too uh but every day an alarm goes off and it says are you dreaming and for me it's just a reminder to be like even if i quickly turn it off but just for a split second i'll think like i must be i fucking must be because look at what i have Look at what I have. Look at what others don't. Even the little that I have is more than what others have. Mm-hmm. Especially when I think about like, uh, there's always someone that has it worse. I get that. Uh, but I can only speak from my experiences. Yeah. And I'll think about where I come from and I'll think like, fuck. <sighs> Not everyone has it made, man. Not everyone has a slice in the sun. Like just just try to be as nice as you can to others. Just try, just try to be nice. Because like, fuck. Because, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm doing this podcast. I mentioned it before in the last episode, too, that I, I'm doing this as a way... My wife wants me to do therapy, and I don't I don't click well with people, mm. right? And sharing things is kind of awkward and stuff. Well, this is kind of like... Exactly. Yeah. So I figured if I'm going to be doing therapy, I might as well make something out of it, right? So here we are. We're doing this. And I'm definitely finding, you know, with the communications of with just general people and stuff, though, that it's, it's definitely helping. It's definitely making me feel more comfortable just reaching out to people to speaking to people on a more level level basis kind of thing um it's 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 a thing and it's all i don't know it's hard to say like it's it's therapeutic but at the same time it's terrifying i don't know if it's actually helping but i think it is i said i, I said so. earlier i feel like a lot of the reason people are at seven most of the time is because they don't actually have someone the fear of to the talk to and be genuinely listen to with not on their phone or thinking about something else they're they're talking to people and they're they're having people talk to them they're listening and they're listening and mm-hmm. all that other stuff and i think that's what this is and i feel like um i feel like i'm i'm mentally sound enough that like i said earlier i don't talk to a lot of people like in public i'm not like one-on-one but i do get them in mm-hmm. i have a handful of close friends that i'll see on a weekly basis that you know, we're not on our phones and we're talking for three or four hours at a time just about the way we are, about lives, experiences, and things like that. And for me, that's good. That's that's money in the bank for me. That's money. That's that's happiness. That's wealth. That's success to me, having those relationships where I know, like, oh, I can call my friend Winger. He'll come over. We'll smoke a joint. We'll talk for three hours just about whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll be talking and then There's silence for like <laughs> half a minute because we kind of don't know what to say. But I'm close enough friends with these people that you just like. You can be. Hey, remember that one time? And then you start talking again, and it's fine. There's no like, oh, I better get on my, uh, on my phone. I'm like, oh, uh. I yeah. just and I and to me that's happiness, and I think that that this will help you. Uh, just talking to people. That's what I'm trying to find too. Is exactly that. I'd be surprised to be able if to didn't. just sit down and just shoot the shit with people again, have a smoke or whatever. Yeah. And just you know you can you can have these conversations, and if you just stop and you just zone out and just do whatever, it's cool. Nobody's there expecting anything of you. You're just hanging out. It's just even being in the room in silence is just that's communicating on a silent level. I yeah. Guess, but 
There needs to be silence. Could you imagine a song that was just like <laughs> the entire time because they don't have any silence in there? The conversations are the same way. Exactly. Sometimes it's like, hey, take a little breath. Yep. Well, rest I, note. <laughs> I mentioned it before too, not on this episode again, in the past episode, kind of relaying back. Um, but I'm married and I got my kid and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as much, we don't see each other very often because my wife and I work at the same job. So, but she does days, I do nights. So we switch off all the time. And the only time we see each other is on the weekend. So it's really shitty. But even on the weekends, like that's my weekend too. And I really just want to kind of spend alone time. <laughs> I want to be by myself yeah. in the quiet. And if I lost my family, I would be devastated, obviously, right? 100%. But I would be also, I, I think I would not, I don't want to say okay, but I, I know what I, you mean. The it's, dark it's, side it's, of it is like, I would kind of like the peace and quiet. There's a weird thing to, to being alone. I get it, man. But at the same time, you don't want to be alone. It, it's, I don't get it either. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ballet. It's yeah. a fine line. I, I, I joke about it to some friends. Like, I'm single. I've been single for quite some time. Uh, and it's by choice. I I have friends that, like, will move in with a, a lady or a guy after dating for, like, three months. Someone they met at the bar or something. And I'm like, holy fuck. More power to you? I couldn't imagine. I feel like if I met someone that I really hit it off with, and it was like, man, I think this is, like, this this lady is fucking, let's lock her down. Straight up, I would want her to have her own place. I would want her to have her own life, her own identity, just like I have mine. And yeah, you can spend some time at my place. We'll spend some time at your place. But unless I'm rich and I have a giant estate where there's basically two houses in one roof, I couldn't imagine living with someone. Mm -hmm. I've only lived with one partner in my entire life. And it was great. And... I feel like I was fortunate enough that we got along so well that it... I could live with that person. Since that person, it's like, fuck, man. I couldn't. And even then, it was like, fuck this person. <laughs> it's a life lesson almost. Yeah. You don't but now it's like, I couldn't imagine moving in with someone. Even if I had met this person and we got married, I would still be like, we'll see what happens. People change. People change. Let's not move in together in Russia. But baby, we've been together for six <laughs> years. It's like, I know. You yeah. got your own house. Let's not rush things. Because I could have like... Like you were saying about your family, this deep, 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 unconditional love. But man, it'd be nice if no one was home right now. Yep. And, I, I, I love and that's the my life. Nobody's here. <laughs> my, my life is no one's home right now, all yeah. the time. My front door is like the door to my room, it feels like. Because that's like the door to my... To let people in. To let people in because everything... I'm living by myself. It's not like I have to worry about being in my room. Yeah, or, or even being concerned about what other people are doing. Like I... Yeah. I, I said before... Um, going for a bike ride or something like that right like it's uh i love bike rides I, me too right oh i know i saw you got your new bike there too and you're doing laps around town <laughs> i love bike riding fuck yeah but i mean even that too it's like i want to go for a bike ride i can just go out hop on my bike right now take off whatever that's yeah. that's on me but with the family you know it's hey what are you guys up to you want to go for a bike ride as well yeah when do you guys want to leave oh you guys have to have a little bit of time to get there's, ready there's and pros like, and cons damn, to it I, exactly i feel like uh there's a freedom to living a lifestyle like i live where I, aside from like close family, like my mother and my father and stuff like that, I don't really have anyone I got to answer to. If I want to do something or make a stupid purchase on the internet, I ain't got to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. I just do it. But at the same time, uh, it's also good to have maybe someone to nag you or someone to house you that like maybe you're spending too much money on that stupid thing on the internet. Or just to have that, that contrast. There's What I'm getting at is like there's... 
there's a love that you experience, a love and warmth that you experience through your family that you can only get through your family. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that like, oh, in terms of like love, Josh is like elevated because he has a family. I'll never know that kind I of got the house no, and the white no, ticket fuck fence. that. I don't subscribe to that. But I do think that like, yeah, Josh has got a kind of love that like, that's pretty sweet kind of love. I'm comfortable. Now, I can also have that kind of love. And I feel like I do, but it's in a different way. Yep. It's a different flavor of pie. Uh, so there's you can't have it all. There's no. there's always ups and downs. And I get what you're saying. Because on my end, it's like, yeah, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. But then there's that I don't have that, that deep, 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 profound, unconditional love for like a child. Mm-hmm. You know? I have that for something else. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the exact same, it's a little different, but I'll never have that. But you'll never have what I have. Yeah. But that's fine because you have what you have and it's still love. It's still pretty fucking high up on the love scale. Yeah, you're right. So it's, it's a different flavor thing. of pie. It's a good yeah. way to look at it. I never, never thought of it that way. But definitely, right? Because I, I always I always kind of look back and go, did I rush into things too early? I, I was kind of put a, in a position and stuff where I had to make choices that mm-hmm. were life-changing early on. And now I kind of go, well, it builds I mean, character. It does, right? And then, But I had to ask myself, do I want that white picket fence? Because it's right there. Do I want the family? It's right there. Do I want a kid? Because it's right there, and it's it, everything's set up right now and stuff. Though that it's perfect. It, it's it's. I couldn't be the right. It couldn't be the worst time. Or I'm oh, sorry. Couldn't be a better time. Yes, there you go. <laughs> to have a family, yeah. everything was in place. We were we had good financial whatever, and I pulled the trigger, and that's my decision, and I'm happy with what I've done. But now I kind of look back like, damn, do I wish I would have went out and partied more? That's with anything. It's the same thing. I think it's, it's okay to reflect, areas. but not to like. Not saying no regrets. I think you should have some regrets in life, but not not something like that. Unless you're just like, man, my kid is an asshole. My wife is a hoe. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. But if it's a loving relationship with its ups and downs, it's like, hey, man, smartest kid yeah, in the world. It could have been. It could have been a different way it turned out. But like, that's not how it turned out. It's turning out this way, and this way is still pretty good. So I just need to be content. I think <laughs> I think myself included, people just need to be happy with what they have in front yeah. of them. They should always try to aspire for more and be a better person than they were the day before. Mm-hmm. But to be content or try to at least, I don't know in what situation, there's always exceptions and different parameters. But Don't keep yourself in a negative one and stuff. If yeah. you're in a relationship that's shitty and you're just together before a kid, you're better off to split up for that kid's reason too. I mean, yeah. they don't like to see all that fighting. All that 100%. Stuff, so. Yeah, it's, it's all situational. I mean, we're coming to an end here, too, so we should probably wrap up. Okay. Fuck, it's, it's running on a long one. A um, couple things I want to get through quickly, though. Um, just kind of weird off topic, though. Any religious views? Uh, for, for the listeners and stuff, though, you're not really, you can't really see uh, Maria right now and stuff, though, but he's got lots of, I guess if you're watching on YouTube on the camera. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> he's got lots of tattoos, lots of body modifications. When did that all start? And was that... Uh, as soon as I turned 18. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I turned 18, I was itching so hard to get tattooed. First one was corn. I don't regret it, but I regret like uh, the quality. I got it touched up since then, but initially I didn't like the quality and the placement, but I was young and dumb, mm-hmm. full of cum, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, in terms of religious views, like traditional labels, none. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic. We immigrated through here to the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, so I'll always have like... Um, Kind of just like a soft spot, not even a soft spot for religion, but understanding that like, uh, do you think I, it's important in society? I don't think have? religion's bad. I and I'm ta- I don't know what I'm talking about. I feel like organized religion may not be the best thing in the world, but having some sort of belief structure 
that makes you a better person, hey man, if that's Star Wars for you, fuck yeah. yeah okay. If that's Jesus Christ, fuck yeah. If that's the universe, fuck yeah, man. Is it, is it making you a better person? Is it making you a kinder person, which in turn makes the people around you kinder and better? Then I don't care what you call it. Call it whatever you want to call it. But when you're getting to the extremists or someone that's blowing up buildings or like killing people or blowing up abortion clinics and shit like that, okay, man, what the fuck? That's not a religion. That's not a religion, man. You're fucking killing people. But aside, but those same religions will also have people that that makes them a better person. So that's my view on religion. I think that if it makes you a better person and that's what you need, that framework to make you a better person, Fuck yeah, man. But don't stand behind it and use it as a reason for your negativity and your, your violence towards others. Yeah. And, and blame don't it pick on and the choose Bible from and it. Stuff. And if you do, still be a good person about it. Yeah. Like, I don't subscribe to anything, but I've I've met hardcore Christians that, unless they told me you're Christian, I would have thought they had the same views as I did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this person, why are you Christian? And this is old ignorant me at like 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> and I've also met people that were like, tattooed bearded body mods uh atheists or like they don't believe in god vegans vegetarians all this moral stuff that like is checking off the list on on paper and i'm thinking like fuck i'm probably this person's probably gonna be really cool and i start talking i was like wow you are one of the shittiest people i've ever met yep <laughs> you are really really <laughs> shitty so i think that's a uh bullshit if not that people are saying that but the attitude that i used to have that like christians suck there's no good Christians, and like if you look a certain way, you're probably a good person. Uh-uh. They come in all shapes and sizes, and if whatever you subscribe to makes you a better person, subscribe to it. Cool. Yeah. Mine would be like whatever the natural order of the universe is. Like nice. that's what I subscribe to. Instead of using God, I'll use universe. It may as well be the same thing. It is. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. I replace God with universe. Yeah. But ultimately, I I do believe in some sort of higher power within myself within others somewhere i don't fucking know yeah yeah but yeah i think that whole religious bashing is like come on man yeah fair enough i yeah, i'm the same way too i don't subscribe to any one religion i believe exactly like you said it's it's whatever you feel comfortable with believing in if it brings you peace then to to be yourself whatever that's yeah. on you um if you're using it to justify any of your violent means and stuff then that's not you're, you're not taking religion properly at that point um i i believe not as like there's a god above or somebody watching us i, I don't believe in that there's a god that's that would sitting con- on a cloud <laughs> yeah or condemn us to this like horrible life of hell you know forever yeah. eternity because we didn't love him or you know that just seems like bullshit that's that's propaganda almost and it's most it, likely but devil's advocate i don't know <laughs> but if it makes you a good person to believe that then so be it yeah and i don't know i believe i just believe like the earth the, the like you're saying the universe and stuff is is my god kind of thing yeah i believe you know, when we die, we get dissolved back into the earth. We give back to it kind of thing. Yeah. The sun provides us life. The air we breathe provides us life. Like, that's more of a god than anything. I think the Greeks probably had it right more than anything. Sun to god. have a god for every little thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And not to get all cheesy and whatever the fuck, but, like, reaching out to, like, Alan Watts and, like, Carl Sagan <laughs> and shit. The kingdom of God resides in you exactly like if, if the, my world revolves around me the universe revolves around me everyone's their own son yeah everything is always revolved around you as well it should you should try to be Absolutely. aware of other people's lives but like i'm a fucking god in my life i'm the one that makes the choices i'm the one that will not determine but steer the ship into what kind of life i want to live or what i want to do on this planet while i'm here in this shape i'm god yeah 
And then obviously, the, whatever. I'm not getting into it. But yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's their own. If they, um, we're we're our own gods in a sense. We make a we make life what we want and. Yeah. Whatever happens on the other side happens on the other side. We'll yeah, figure that out when the time comes. <laughs> I ain't looking forward to dying, but brighter side of everything, it's like, hey. There's got to be something. We'll I mean, see what happens. Right? Yeah. I'm excited to see what's on the other side. Exactly. But right. I'm in no rush to get there. Speaking about psychedelics earlier, are you familiar with like, the Stone Dave theory? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I love that theory. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. It kind of makes sense, but I don't know. To me, intuitively, it seems to be like I want to subscribe to it, but nowadays I... I Unless it's like uh, two plus two is four, like hard facts. Even some of my core beliefs are loose. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have like to be. even my core ones that aren't loose, they're still a little loose. You if, should never subscribe. If to you one can thing. prove me wrong or something, I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Let's, let's figure this shit out. Exactly. And then that just takes you one step further to be more enlightened. Yeah, being trying to be a better person. Yeah. yeah. So I don't mind. Ten years ago, if if you challenge like a view of mine, like a personal belief. We get into a fight. We're not friends anymore. And I think that's a lot of people. But nowadays, absolutely, I like them getting jabbed. It's like let's see how strong they are. Yeah, come come battle <laughs> me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> like, I dig it. I love come that. battle me. Yeah, cool. Um, so I mean, two things to end the show here. Uh, I want to start asking general questions. I've got a list of questions that I'm going to start asking my guests, but they're going to be kind of just at random. I think okay. for this show, uh, I got one in mind in particular. I think I actually even know the answer to, but I'll play it out here. It's a hypothetical question. Um, so imagine yourself, you're in a war, uh, sorry, not War of the Worlds, uh, the day the Earth stood still type of situation. So okay. aliens are coming down. Right. They're telling you, you're either going to destroy the world or we're going to save it. Um, it's up to you, the one person, based on your knowledge of everything that's going on in the world and people and how they are. Do, are we worth saving? I'm always a glass half full. So yeah. yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I would I would want to say no. We're not worth saving just because we are just instinctually meant to destroy. I guess but, that's everything, though. Yeah, it is. I've, like there's there's the consequence of life is death, and the subsequence of death is life. Yin and yang. Yeah, They're, like chaos created government, and government created chaos. Like there's no. That's a good point. I feel like there's no in my books. I feel like uh, in this realm that we're living in. I'm a pot like I'm always glass half full that I feel like there needs to be a balance of love and hate, light and darkness. That balance has to be pretty much 50-50 mm-hmm. if you want it balanced. But in my book, the good guy wins. So it's 51% good, and then there's 40, or let's even go less. Let's go, it's like uh Fifty-one point nine 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 nine, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then point one percent of the bad side is like uh, under fifty percent. So it's almost balanced, but ultimately, there's more good in the world. I think that if you're watching what's presented to you in terms of mainstream media, they're putting a microscope on all the shit in the world. But if you and I'm totally speaking out of my ass, I have no proof of this. This is just what intuitively feels right. Me too. I feel like <laughs> if you could somehow scale it out to like all the shit and all the positive in the world, that it seems like it if you're paying attention through media. That like fuck, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit people. Not shit in the world. There's always going to be tornadoes, earthquakes, and they're always going to kill people around them. There's no way around that. But ultimately, I feel like if you could somehow put it on a graph there's more good people than there is shitty people do you think we'll win overall the good people 
I like to think Went so. over some of the darker ones. If people believe in like parallel universes, maybe this is the one where it's uh, the favors in the bad guy. Trump's our, our peacekeeper. He brings world peace. <laughs> Speaking of Trump, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I, obviously I don't I don't necessarily know enough about him to like make a solid comment. He doesn't seem to be a very good person. Yeah. But again, I try to find the positive in the negative. And it seems like since he's been a, a political figure, man, there's more people have a political opinion. Yep. It may, may not be a valid opinion, but there used to be hard to get people to vote. I bet you this next election, will, I'd like to think, will have record numbers of voters. So sometimes you got to go. The way I see Trump is like an, uh, sometimes you an addiction, an addiction has to bring you to a low before you can get better. Yes. And maybe that's what that is. Maybe that's us getting to a low where it's like, okay, guys, we got two choices here. Let's get better. And I and again I'm always trying to try to get better so I feel like good will come out of that. That right now it sucks. It sucks. No one likes it, but I'm telling you like I'd be surprised if something positive didn't come out of that. Worst case, I agree. it's all shit from here and the world's going to end or all going to die in which case fuck smoke them if you got them but I don't think he's that stupid that he's going to like hit hit the red button and just nuke everybody where right? he's got probably got everybody's best intentions at heart, I hope. But he is kind of an idiot, so it's, it is. I think he's in there to kind of shake things up a bit, and it's probably about time. I think Next he's an idiot. Around, there's going to be more people who are probably better suited to be a president, and I think he's an idiot. It, but, yeah, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's intuitively, like, genuinely deep down, an evil person. He, he's money driven. I think that, it's really difficult evil, for people but... to find goodness in people they really, really despise. Yeah. And I'll admit that it is, but for me, always trying to find something in someone, it's almost like a, a mental exercise. Like I have a lot of people, you said earlier, like, oh, how are you always so positive and nice to you? That's my impersonation of you, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a leprechaun, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and I would, sometimes I get it so often, I would think, I would vent out to like a close friend, and I'm like, I get that a lot. And I would think like, does that mean you're just normally shitty to people? Like, it's hard for you to be nice. It's hard for me to be mean. Mm -hmm. What's hard for me to be nice is when I'm talking to a shitty person. Yes. Like, fuck, this is really hard to be nice to this guy. This guy is just spitting out racial slurs. Oh, my God, this is really hard. But, well, let's be nice to him until he gets to the point where it's like, that's unexcusable. And even then, I necessarily won't be nice to them. I just get away from them. Fair enough. But I don't think it's that hard. And I feel like it's the same thing with that Trump figure that... I don't know anything nice about him, but I'm willing to bet like there's something there. I can't write him off completely. I agree. Like there's something there. And it's easy to hate a person who's got so much money and who's so stupid. It's like, why did he doesn't yeah, do anything? Stupid. Why does he got so much and I got nothing? Like, yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I'm pretty sure something positive will come out of it. I hope so. Yeah. I think something will. Fingers crops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wrapping it up here. Um, anything you want to plug? I know you got the Infest coming up here. That's a huge one. Yeah, Heading that's over to huge. The UK. Is that your first time playing in the UK? First time playing in the UK. Not my first time in the UK, but first time playing in the UK. So that's pretty nice. pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, August 26th is a Sunday, but the festival goes on from August 23rd to the 26th in Bradford, UK. And I'll be playing there, obviously, with strangers. And my boy, KC, NGP, what, what? Hell yeah. Super excited for Infest. Yeah, that's stoked it's their 20th and 20th 20th anniversary, anniversary yeah that's a big one so that's a big one yeah that's gonna be huge for you anything overseas in the uk you guys will get recognition big time it's that's what we kept getting told i i can't believe we got put on the bill and that we're going out there but for me that's like uh if you're in, not making it in, here you'll in make terms it. of a music career that's the furthest i've ever gotten <laughs> and if it all went away like the next month after that 
I'm good. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. Even if it overseas. went away now and I didn't even get to go, it's still all good. Like I'm surprised it even got this far. So pretty no. stoked about that show. No kidding. Um, so any socials you want to plug? Uh, if you want to check out my weirdo charcoal art, uh, weirdo check charcoal. me out on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook. And both of them are Maria Joaquin. You just search that bitch up and you'll find me. Fuck yes. Um, and last thing, we like to end the show too with a quick podcast review. Anything that you're listening to recently that you're really digging? Uh, I really like the, uh, the How Stuff Works podcast and Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast. Nice. Uh, obvious ones like Joe Rogan's pretty cool. I yeah. like that one a lot. Uh, there's some comedy ones like Kill Tony. Hell it's like yeah. A, I love song. Kill Tony. <laughs> I love Kill it Tony. <laughs> it's so good. Um, last podcast on the left. Hell yeah. Uh, that control group from How Stuff Works. That's really good for me. Like you were talking about earlier 60s, like uh, movie. HD Wells. Yeah, uh, stuff World like that. Worlds, yeah. That one's pretty fun. Uh, there's one called uh, Savage Lovecast I listen to. Is that Dan Savage? Dan Savage, nice. yeah. Okay, cool. That one's pretty interesting. Um, Guys We Fucked. You've listened to that yeah, one? Yeah. A little That's bit. A, Karina Fisher and those yeah. guys. Yeah, it's I'm, hit and miss with me. So. Sometimes I'll start it and be like, yeah, I'm not into this one, but some I still listen to it. Some of it's pretty good. I like it. They, they make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, and some other ones I can't think of, but those are the ones that... There's so many that, out there, but... There's a lot. I really only listen to the same like eight on my thing. But anytime those people recommend one, I'll check it out. Yeah. Some are hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like the po- I listen. I feel like I listen to more podcasts than I do music. Me too. I completely yeah. shut off. We don't have cable anymore. I've pretty much just gone to wearing headphones around everywhere I, I go. And that's a downfall too because now I'm alienating myself from people outside. Right? Mm. I'm walking around and somebody kind of stops me. He's like, do you not see I got headphones on and stuff though? Like, I don't want to be bothered right now. Yeah. But I, I think that's more of a big city thing. Too. You can also just have like, I usually just have one in. Yeah, yeah. Even when I want to have both and have the music bumping or the podcast bumping, I'll then like, no, I want to be exposed to like one, I don't want to get hit by a car if I'm riding my bike or something Definitely. or just not hear someone coming up on me. So I usually have one earbud out. But yeah, I love the podcast. Me too. Can't get enough. I think yeah. it's the new wave of the media. It's uh, with all that bullshit that's on the, the stuff that they're feeding us, all the negativity yeah. on TV. It's weird. It's almost a- listening to this control group. I feel like it's going back to like, like talk radio. Yeah. Like old school radio, and people are loving it. Well, and, and so how great cool. is it too that you can consume your media just on the go now? You don't have to sit down in front of a TV. The and biggest thing for out. me is being able to just like multitask while I'm Absolutely. consuming it. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part for me. Yeah, I can't read a book and work on a painting. I can't read a book in general. <laughs> I used to fucking podcasts and audiobooks ruined it for me. Yeah, because I reading a book takes a lot of my time, and I love reading books, but I like painting more. And I still read, but not like I used to. But yeah, I love the podcast. Hell yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, I like to end the shows too with just random music. But you know, I mean, since you're in a band and stuff like that, is there anything of yours that you would like to end the show with? Uh, a specific song? Anything that really touches you or speaks well to a good crowd? I've got my personal favorites, but I mean. Well, what's your personal favorite? Let's go with one of those. Ooh, I really like Vanity. I really like uh, Fetisha. One. Nice. That was like, oh, damn. And that made me think of something too, though. I wanted to ask more about like the, yeah. the fetish side and the the sex romance kind of thing of the aspect of the music. But whatever, maybe another time when you're. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, those are some of my favorites. Obviously, from the earlier albums, too. Dress to Kill" is a beautiful song. Yeah, people love that one. It's a crowd favorite. But it's easy to pick those two because they're they're the singles, right? I honestly, I love them all. I could it'd be hard Noir's to put a bullet great. in one, so I'd let you pick it. 
Anyone you pick would be like, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, cool. I'm so pick your favorite. How about that? That way I can hear it. Like, oh, that's this one. Okay, deal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, man. I really Thank you for it. so much. Like, I'm flattered. Yeah. I, you know, for, for the listeners out there, too, next time you're watching this, I'm going to have some of his art hanging on my wall. So Hi. I'm going to plug the shit out of that. And definitely you guys need to check him out. Because thanks, girl. it is beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah, it was a slice. My pleasure. Good. Yeah, cool. Peace.